Hey, everybody. Welcome one. Welcome all to the weekly BTV roundtable here on Logging the Boys. You guys already know the drill, but I'm your host this week. I'm Jess Navarez, and I'm joined here by three incredible gentlemen that are ready to duke it out for the title tonight. I don't mean just any title. I mean the BTV roundtable champion title for the week. Don't get crazy, guys. It's not like it's a, a big deal or anything. I think it's just for bragging rights more than anything, but that's all right. We love that anyways. I'm joined tonight by Tom Ryle. We're going to start to my left. That is a left, not a right. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to be here tonight. Yeah, good. Um, We were talking earlier before we started recording, and I didn't get to finish hearing your answer. You said you're not a big dinner guy. You have like a, an afternoon meal, and that is what you go with. What did you have for your mm-hmm. afternoon meal today? Uh, burrito smothered with homemade chili and a little coleslaw on the side, so I got some greens in me. Oh, good. Those greens are important. You need those greens, and that sounds delicious. And you know what, Tom? Glad to have you here. And then I'm going to go down this way. Kind of feels like the Brady Bunch. Danny Phantom is in the house, everybody. Danny, how are you feeling uh, looking at your competition already? Are you scouting them out? Like, what's your initial reaction to that? I'm actually just excited. I don't think I've ever uh, been on a roundtable before with – Sean, so that's going to be fun. Um, of course, you know, I've been on plenty of them with Mr. Riles. Um, so I certainly know how that tends to go. But no, I'm super excited. Um, yeah, I can't wait to, to talk some Cowboys stuff today. I feel like you and Tom are like the Cowboys-Eagles rivalry here. Whoa. Like sometimes you guys just really oh, either. That's terrible. But is there a better one? Oh. I mean, debatably... I think that's the best rivalry we see within the Cowboys schedule. Witt's crying over here. He probably disagrees. But, uh, you know, that is what it is. Uh, Let us know in the comments if you agree or disagree. That's the best rivalry. If not, give us some examples of who um, they remind you of. Sorry, Witt is crying. For the record, Tom ate his greens today. So, yes. Yeah. Coastal doesn't shouldn't count. I mean, I'll Eagles, get it. Eagles oh. greens. Last but very not least, we have Sean Martin today. And I feel like I'm honored to host you on a roundtable. Like, where have you been? The people have not seen you. A little sus, but that's okay. How have you been? And how do you feel about the competition tonight? It's you have some, some st- roundtable like goats over here yeah i'm hanging with like the i'm hanging with like the old guard here at btb you know like if i was gonna pick like most likely or like superlative you know btb staffers that i most want to have a beer with i think it's probably you guys so you know i'm honored to be here and uh you know, you, that's not fair to say I wasn't here, haven't been here in a while. I did, like, I think the one two weeks ago at this point, and I was telling Tom before the show, that was with RJ as the host, and he's an Aggie. I live in Austin. I'm Pearl Longhorn, so I was doomed from the start. So I feel like tonight, <laughs> I, have, tonight I have a fair chance, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Hey, just, you know what? It, it doesn't count because I wasn't hosting, so that's why. There we go. Yeah. Just re- just remember, uh, be careful about using the term old Oh, man. We're striking nerves over here already, Sean. You're not (laughs) off to a good start. I don't like that. I do not like that. Well, gentlemen, um, my dog is crying over here. So if you hear him crying, I'm sorry for anybody that has to hear that. Having a puppy is not for the weak, let me say. Um, He's also crying because we're still in that slow part of the season where not a lot of stuff is going on exactly right now. 
So I'm going to toss it to Tom real quick. And he is really chatty over here. I'm going to toss it to Tom real quick. Tom, what so far, and I'm talking all of Cowboys offseason so far, has been really the highlight for you? Has it been the draft? Is it rookie minicamp? What is your favorite part of this offseason? Has it happened already? Is it coming up? And then I'm going to go around the table and we'll discuss, you know, kind of that part of it first. For me, it was uh, the uh, the Cooks and Gilmore trades, which I think, you know, they came just bang, bang. Uh, that set up the draft. Uh, it's just really got the team in a much more solid position than they were at the same time last year. And it really just lifted my spirits, and I'm still writing that. Uh, I, I feel good about what the team is trying to do. I'm not sure about some of the elements of their plan, but at least they seem to have a coherent plan. Uh, you know, if their actual goals are, are the right ones. Uh, you know, I always have reservations when they start talking a lot about run game on, on either side of the ball, but it, I'd have to say that that was the, the, the big lift for me and, and I thought that was a high point. Very good answer. Off to a very good start. Bonus points for our guy over here to my left. Because, yes, I learned my directions. John, let's go to you. What has been your favorite part so far of this Cowboys offseason? Or has it not happened yet? Well, I hope it hasn't happened yet. You know, one of my favorite things is training camp highlights of, you know, getting hyped over big catches. And I know we're all going to get excited about Deuce Vaughn runs. So, those things are to look forward to, but I'll narrow uh, Tom's answer down a little bit with the Cooks and Gilmore trade. I'll say specifically the Gilmore trade because, you know, when you have a strength on a roster, we haven't seen this team do really what championship teams do, and that's continue to address it, you know, add to your strengths as opposed to resting on thinking you're already set at all these positions and, oh, we're just going to be the balanced team. No, go be good at, you know, what you're really good at, and that's how you win a lot of games. And so that's what they're trying to do with Dan Quinn now, and, we didn't necessarily expect them to address corner, especially in that way. We didn't know if they needed to. We like what Trevon Diggs provided, of course, Deron Bland. But now you put Diggs, Bland, and Stephon Gilmore all together, plus the depth that's behind those three, and it makes corner just such an overwhelming strength, along with everything good happening on the defensive line, the pass for us, Parsons, just you know, throw it all together for Quinn's defense. But Gilmore is the start of that when it comes to really trying to stack this defense and, of course, what they did in the draft. So, yeah, trading for Gilmore sent a message that, you know, they're going in the right direction roster building wise. And you certainly get to play a ton of snaps for him and be a really big contributor. Well, I think that is a great explanation. And our loyal listener here on our roundtables, Wadamadza uh, had to say, I was going to say the Gilmore trade. It was the first sign this off season that was not going to be like the past. So uh, the ghost of the Cowboys past, we're not going to haunt them because of this trade. According to the comments, according to both of y'all so far, but real quick, Danny Phantom, are you going to like continue to kind of follow the rest of the crowd? Are you going to stand out and, and have your own opinion? Like, where are you at with the same question? Well, I'm afraid to say that I'm, I'm sort of going to sound like the rest of the crowd. I will oh, have my, my oh, own little twist to it. You're at negative points, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, one, one thing I, I was really worried about is I felt like, I felt like this was just going to be a do or die type mentality where we approached with, I felt like McCarthy was on his last leg and they were going to really do some crazy stuff. 
And of course, you know, you guys mentioned the Gilmore and Cooks trade, which I think those trades were fantastic. But what I really love about it is that this was the Cowboys' um, attempt to go all in. It was they did not panic, they did not do anything hasty. I think they did their, their trade, their moves were calculated, and I think um, in all, you're looking at a team that, uh, you know, they were already good. To, remember, we've we've picked now what in twenty fourth, twenty sixth now. What what's that? That that's a good football team. So the Cowboys are entering this this offseason already a good football team. I feel good about just that fact alone. And then the to continue on that, they did not do anything crazy. They did not sign Odell Beckham Jr. They did not do create trade away draft capital and just you know future uh, resources. Instead, they made some good moves. Um, so to me, it's I'm it's the same things, but it's just a different perspective. I guess I'm happy that they stayed a little bit, you know, the Cowboys way, but still at the same time, appeasing the fan base by making some moves that we all really enjoy. Well, there you go. I love that. And uh, even though you're a follower, apparently it was still a great answer. And I'm excited to hear uh, your redemption arc throughout the rest of this episode and how you come back from those negative points now. Um, So of course we know this off season has been filled with a lot of exciting things all leading up to the 2023 Cowboys schedule release, which gentlemen, did you get to see the, any of the release videos, not just from the Cowboys, but across the NFL? Like, do you have one that stood out to you? Uh, did you not get to watch them all yet? There's, there's kind of a lot to watch. Um, and if so, which one was your favorite favorite Sean, I'm going to start with you. I think I burnt myself out on watching those because like last year there was an avalanche of them. Like last year it felt like the pinnacle. There might be recency bias still, but it felt like the pinnacle of these things. So, you know, last year there were so many good ones, but I think the Chargers again this year went back to what they did last year, which is like an anime theme one. And like they had, you know, cool little like subplots going for other opponents and things like that. So I didn't see the full thing. I didn't even really see the Cowboys Yellowstone one, but hey, anything country Yellowstone theme is good in my book. So that one was good. The charges were good as well. And the rest of them, like I said, I'm just too burnt out. Of. Um, Tom, Danny, do you guys watch Yellowstone? Did you watch the release video? What's the, what's the scoop with all of that for both of y'all? Tom, you disappoint them first. <laughs> friend. You're, well, wow. well, let, let me confess. I haven't watched any of the release videos. Uh, you know, I, just have had a lot going on. So, okay, just go ahead. I just Negative points for Tom. Yeah, negative points yeah, for Tom. Yeah, you're right back to negative, uh, too. Tough but start, right? I, have, I have watched every second of Yellowstone and all the spinoffs. Uh, positive <laughs> so points for Tom. Now I'm going to have to go <laughs> get up and look at it. <laughs> yeah, definitely have to watch it. Dan, did you get to see it? What were your thoughts? Okay, I'm going to be careful how I answer this. Um, okay. First off, I just want to say I really like uh, – Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, and I like Kevin Costner. So I'll just put that out there. And that's as far as I'll go with Yellowstone or anything else. Um, I did So I don't get excited about the schedule release. I'll just, you know, I'm sorry. I am who I am. It's just not a big deal to me. I did see the video, and I know what you're talking about with the audition thing. And I thought some parts were really silly, and other parts were like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, seeing Daz come back for, you know, I don't know what's with the Diggs jersey. Um, but you know, I, uh, it's fine. I, I just, it's just not something I'm super, I get pumped about. So I'm sorry. It's, you know, I'm sorry. I guess me and Tom are just, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, n- negative Nancy's or, or Nellie's or whatever the, you know, 
So, man, you are really off to a tough start today, <laughs> my friend. I was rooting for you going into this. I mean, I don't know. I may or may not have some preset graphics that I make already. I might have to go back in and uh, change those. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, all in all, I think just shout out to all of the social media teams across the NFL who basically treat that as their Super Bowl to put it all together. It's incredible to see all their work come to light. So with that being said, we're on the schedule release. What we're going to do tonight on the BTB roundtable is yes, we're going to go over the schedule. I'm sure everybody's a little scheduled out, but we're going to put a little twist on things. So before we put our twist on things, let's go through it first, everybody. Let's start with week one, the Cowboys season opener. We're not going to talk about preseason because I'm going to save the preseason chat for when preseason rolls around since we need something to talk about uh, when that comes up. So I'm talking regular season schedule. Uh, week one against the Giants for some Sunday night football, and it is in New York. So exciting to see that rivalry kind of come back and kick off the the year, really. I, I always enjoyed this game, more so when it's in Dallas and, and can go watch it. But I think it's a great way to kick off the season. Um, we're going to, you know, for time's sake, I'm not going to go through everybody for every week. But, um, Tom, how are you feeling about week one against the Giants? Do you like it? Do you not? Where are you at with that week one setting the tone early for the NFC East? Well, the thing I don't like about it is it's a, such a boring choice. It's, they do this almost every year, it seems like, as they open with Dallas and New York, because it is going to be a ratings blockbuster. And everything the NFL does is ultimately based on money, and ratings is what drives the revenue. So this is just, it's it to me, it's a lazy choice. Uh you know they could they could have done a Sunday night football matchup with with them at any point during the season, and I just uh, I I kind of wish they were a little bit more like they they are in college where they don't put the division games up front. Uh, they have backloaded most of them a little bit, but you know I I I just I just when I saw that it was like oh here we are again. But as far the for the game. Uh, I, I I think the Cowboys clearly should be favored in this. Uh, I you know I'm not convinced that Daniel Jones is the guy that the Giants want to carry them forward. Uh, they are a team on the rise, so I think it will be a challenge. I am always nervous though because the Cowboys uh, can get off to a slow start out of the gate, and the Giants are going to be gunning for them. So it's it's going to be. Very interesting to see how it turns out. Well, there you go. Um, I think I think it's a great take, but uh, it's not the take I would agree with. So I can't give you points for it. So sorry, my friend. <laughs> have high hopes for you there. Um, but again, yeah, there's there's mixed opinions on that opening with a division rival. I think um, for me personally, when I, I look at the Giants game. It was always so exciting to see it when it was, you know, the Eli Manning days against Tony Romo. To me, that was a really fun matchup to watch. Now with it being Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones, I expect Dak Prescott to be the better quarterback of the two between the matchups. So it's not so much of a rivalry. I think that's more become with the Eagles, with Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. So there you go. Let's move on to week two. Sean, I know you have some thoughts about this. The Cowboys. <laughs> Go back to AT&T Stadium where they will see the New York Jets, which normally 
would not be a week two matchup that we really discuss, except, you know, we're speaking about off-season moves. There was a certain off-season move that was made by the Jets to make this a very interesting uh, matchup that Cowboys cannot seem to get away from, and that being the one, the only, Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like saying that, but how are you feeling about this matchup specifically being in week two and not later on in the season, specifically on Thanksgiving where everybody was kind of speculating when it would be? Yeah, I just hope the Cowboys are ready to, you know, live up to the moment that the NFL was trying to create with not shoehorning the Jets into being, you know, this relevant team right out of the gate. But certainly putting it a week two, it, you know, begs the question, are the Jets really going to live up to all this hype? You know, it doesn't give Evan Rodgers a chance to establish really anything. I know Jets fans don't care. I keep a touch of plenty of Jets fans back home and they're just couldn't be more excited about the direction of the team now, of course, and having good quarterback play again and everything of that. If this game was at MetLife, it would be, you know, an even crazier scene if the Cowboys played back-to-back there. But, yeah, home game against the Jets. Hopefully they're ready for the occasion of whatever that team's going to look like then. Of course, we hope that's with a 1-0 record after beating the Giants as well. I look at the placement of both Giants games as kind of the NFL begging that this to be a three-team race in the NFC East. You know, they want Cowboys-Eagles to be a thing, and it is. But the way you play the Giants, both in primetime week one and then right after the other Eagles game, I'm just asking for them to be a rival. And if that's going to be the case, you can't, you know, slip up against the Jets, even if it is Aaron Rodgers. He beat you last year. McCarthy was not happy. So it's a revenge game for so many reasons, and the Cowboys need to be ready. Revenge game. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Dan, how do you f- – oh, Tom. Tom wants to weigh in on this. Dan, he cuts you off. Y'all are yeah. really at it already tonight. I love this. I love yeah, this. Yeah, I, d- I just wanted to say that uh, I had kind of predicted before the season – in one of my articles, that they would go with the Jets game very early uh, because they didn't want to land at Thanksgiving with the risk that Aaron Rodgers was not the answer for the Jets and it became a a game where it was just kind of no real excitement. Uh, I don't know they made a much better choice with what they did schedule at Thanksgiving, but I thought they were going to do this early to maximize that that Rodgers-McCarthy rivalry hype thing. Really good point. And I would just like to ask, where's your crystal ball that you predicted this? Because I love that you were already on top of this. That's I need to know your secrets. Um, Dan, how do you feel about this? This is a matchup that, of course, everybody was speculating about. As soon as Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets, it was almost like that wasn't the news. The news was that he gets to play the Cowboys again. Um, how do you feel about this being week two? Were you hoping this was a little later on in the season? Or do you like the placement of this matchup? I like the placement of it. I um, honestly, with Aaron Rodgers, you really never know. I honestly thought we got him in a good time last year because the the, the Packers were just trash. I mean, I feel like they, well, they went an eight game stretch. They lost seven of them, but they beat us, and then that's how that means. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers could just you know disappoint us at you know at any moment. So, I guess when I'm thinking about this, I would rather it be earlier when. Because Rogers is going to have some, you know, growing pains with his new team, new offense, everything. So I think you'll, you know, you, those things will reveal themselves earlier. Uh, so if if I had to choose, and, and you're asking me to, um, I would be picking to get Aaron Rodgers early. And I want to say too, since Ta- Tom brought up predictions, I do remember a particular roundtable just a week ago where we were like, say, like, who do you think we get week one? And uh, I, I, I'm not going to mention names, but one of one of the uh, roundtable participants predicted the Giants would be week one. So, um, and it wasn't Rabs and it wasn't Tom. 
but that'll, that that's <laughs> awesome. Um, really but no, I, yeah, and I I, I want to like one more comment about the the week one game. I actually love it. I'm completely opposite as Tom. I think it's Good. perfect perfect level of caliber. I don't want any. I prefer someone easier, but I don't want it to be just a you know a non exciting game. And I, I particularly like it to be on Sunday night in the sense of we had all the other week you know all the appetizers throughout the the NFL season opened up, and here the Cowboys get to just end Sunday with the the game the final game of the evening so i love it so you can watch all the action first and then we get our real treat in in the in prime time oh i love appetizers i'm a big appetizer gal so you're getting your points back slowly i told you you'd have your redemption arc at some point during this episode uh and you disagreed with tom i love that i love when you guys bicker so extra points uh for danny there let's move on to week three the cardinals and I believe this is an away game. Yes, week three away, uh, Sunday, September 23rd. Um, so, Danny, I'm going to bounce back to you real quick. How do you feel about this game? Is this anything you're really worried about, or is it just kind of one of those games that they just play? Well, I'm a little I'm a little worried because we, we've been struggling with Arizona. I'm similar to what I said earlier with the we have you know the Green Bay. I, I fear I think we've only won one out of our last seven games. Against them, maybe it's not that much, but it's it's not that many. In fact, I think the last time we beat them was in 2017 with the whole uh, anthem kneeling, you know, the whole team kneeled Monday night game, I believe, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken. But the Cardinals have kind of owned us recently. Ky- Kyler Murray, Ky- Kyler Murray has been, you know, on social media and said some things, you know, that Cowboy fans aren't too thrilled about, and he's but he's backed it up, and so. I mean, they beat us the last couple of times with Murray, and they've kind of been um, disappointing times for us too. Like we have a little momentum, and then they come and they just crush it. So I know you look at that game as like, oh, that's nothing. That's just you know, we that's one we can get. But I'm not uh, looking past them by any means. All right, so that moves us on to Week Four. The Cowboys are back at AT and T Stadium against the Patriots. Um, Tom, how are you feeling about this matchup? Again, um, this is a Sunday game at 325. So how do you feel about uh, the week four matchup with the Pats? I don't know really what version of the Patriots is going to come out this year. Uh, you know, they, they still are trying to figure out, just like the Giants are, uh, they're trying to figure out if they've got their quarterback in Mac Jones, I think. You know, they, they've kind of committed to him right now, but they don't know if that's going to last. Uh, it's always dangerous when Bill Belichick is a, across you on the sidelines. So I, this this game to me is more intriguing than anything to see what rolls out and, and how McCarthy handles things. Uh I, I think the Cowboys, you know, they, they are right now favored in the early line. Uh, so I, I think they should win this game. Uh, but it, to, to me, it's, it's one of the real question mark teams because uh, I just, you know, I'm waiting to find out what product uh, New England is going to put on the field this year. Well, yes, we don't know what era they will be in. Will they be in their loss era or their win era? We don't know. Um, They're not Taylor Swift. I could not tell you. Um, But I will tell you that week five is another one of those matchups that everybody is going to keep very close eye on because you get your rematch. You head to San Francisco uh, week five of the season to play the 49ers. Again, 
this one hurts a little bit, guys. This is, this is a redemption game, uh, once again, for the Cowboys for obvious reasons. Um, if you live under a rock you and you don't know that the Cowboys did lose uh, to the 49ers in the playoffs for the last two seasons, um, then you live under a rock, literally, because that is what it is. So, Sean, how do you feel about Week 5? And it is a 7-20 game. Again, Sunday night football, um, those primetime matchups, can't get enough of them with the Cowboys. How do you feel about this matchup? Obviously, we knew it was going to be a primetime game. What are your thoughts? I liked it early enough in the season where, you know, if these teams do meet in the playoffs again, they will be different versions of themselves, you know. I think the NFL really does a good job of that in general when it comes to they love to reschedule. Play, playoff rematches when they can in the regular season. When they put them too late, it almost feels like they overhype it to the point of like, this game we're going to see is exactly how it's going to play if they meet in the playoffs. This is basically a playoff game when it's really not. You know, any bounce of the ball can determine a playoff game different than it does in the regular season. So I like that we'll be able to bookmark this early in the year, week five of, okay, were you good enough to beat the 49ers then? Can you sustain that all the way through to week 18? And then a potential third playoff rematch or, you know, where you're not good enough and then you're still chasing that carrot for the next however many weeks, you know, 10 plus to go after it and know you have something to improve on saying, hey, we don't want to relive this again. They already beat us once. We know what we have to improve on as we go into a pretty tough stretch after that. Chargers, the Kellamore reunion, we'll get into that in a second. Rams, Eagles, Giants, all in the uh, in the rearview mirror or front windshield mirror <laughs> going ahead as you look past that 49ers game, but not an opponent to overlook because the Cowboys have that recent playoff history with them too. So. I was going to say, look, the rear view's in the back. Yeah, you know. In the front. I, I was going to say. I thought we figured out how to do there. my, like, mirror thing on here. You know, like, yeah. I was on the last one, and I kept turning my head to the left, and it was going right. I finally figured out there's a setting for that, so I feel yeah. really smart today. You know what? It's okay. I couldn't tell you right from left earlier, um, as you guys saw <laughs> if you're watching the live stream. If you're listening to this later, I'm – you didn't hear that either. I didn't just admit that out loud. Um, it is mirrored when we do these uh, episodes on. No, but you can turn it. You can turn that off. That's what I'm saying. It's the well, best setting of all. Look, we're gonna link up about that later, and you could have told me that and saved me the embarrassment at the beginning of the episode. So for that, negative well, point. Oh, look, negative you don't know how to point. turn your head left or right. I get. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, keep it going. Keep it going. You're I'm not helping on. yourself there. I deserve that. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're, somebody we're comment on the Chargers game. We're juicing it out. Um, but <laughs> yeah, before I get too heated, Dan, uh, week six, the Chargers game, as Sean was just talking about, and it is another away game. That's a Monday night game. Um, so how are you feeling about that? And keep in mind, that's the week before their bye week. So a Monday night game, usually usually a little bit weird if the Cowboys play the following Sunday, but because their bye week's the next week, you know, that could play a factor in it. How do you feel about it? Yeah, no, the good point there too. So it's the, the short rest thing will not affect us. In fact, if you're curious about the Cowboys rest this season, you can go over blogging the boys and RJ did a, uh, article that just gives you a nice little uh, rundown. Cowboys come out a little favorable when it comes to rest compared to their opponent this season. So that's good. Um, you know, I want to keep Jess in a good mood and talk about this Kellen Moore, uh, Kellen Moore matchup. That uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't, up. I, I don't, I don't like that either. So. I'm glad you saved this one for me. Um, I, you I, know, I, I did it on purpose. I'm not going to lie. I was a little calculated with the order I went in because I wanted to ask you specifically about well, this. So you're welcome. You're very I appreciate, welcome. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, I hope you like the results. Uh, 
I uh, I'm a little nervous to be honest. I feel like this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be redemption for somebody. You know who's who's the better play caller, and uh, obviously we're all be we're hoping that this works out for uh, Mike McCarthy. But I'm scared. I think there's a lot of weapons in 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 LA, uh, and I feel like the it could be tough. And I I'm curious to see. I think we'll I think we'll have a good sense about like how things you know how he's doing, but prior to that so it's not like he's going to sneak up on anyone and just like but it could be one of those games to where you know he knows this defense really well he knows the offense really he, you could see some some things to where he just gets us leaning the wrong way and so I, I'm, I'm a little worried uh i'm excited too at the same time i think it'll be a tough road game we play it we play so far every year every year since it's opened we're always there and so here's another one uh so i'm excited we'll you know we'll see uh fingers crossed i'm hoping that uh you know, Kellen Moore is on the losing end of, of this one. Um, Tom and Sean, how do you feel about that entire thing? Do you feel like Kellen Moore is going to have some tricks up his sleeve? Is it something to be worried about? Or do you feel like Brian Schottenheimer and Mike McCarthy are going to work together to put this new offensive scheme together to where that's just not going to be a possibility, especially as we get further and further into the season? Tom, I'll start with you, and then Sean will jump to you on this one. Well, you know, the offenses don't really go against each other, of course. Uh, it, it's just a matter of who's got the better offense on the field and who can put the most points up against the defenses. And they're they're both pretty pretty strong teams. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert, the, the sense is that he's been held back and now it's up to Kellen Moore to unleash him. I think Kellen Moore can. Uh, I, I don't know that that means that he will. Uh, and what we're really going to find out is, was McCarthy right in moving on from uh, from Kellen or not? So, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun uh, to check how that goes. Uh, I just, you know, I just uh, I'm more interested in seeing how Dan Quinn does against Kellen Moore. That to me is the fascinating matchup because Quinn has seen what Moore does. Moore has seen what Quinn does. Uh, you know, Quinn's got some shiny new toys to play with this year. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be very interesting. Good point. Sean, how are you feeling about this matchup? And I think Tom put it in such a perfect way to say that the real matchup is between Kellen and Dan Quinn here. Just overall, this being before the bye week, you know, they're in their six-week stretch at this point. This is when you really start to see teams kind of forming and becoming the best version of themselves, right? How do you feel about this matchup and where it's placed in the schedule? Yeah, I was going to say, I know this point has been beaten to death, but where it's placed in the schedule is extra important here because I do think Kellen Moore will be particularly ready for this game. You know, we know the trend of his offenses in Dallas. They start the season great and they have faded towards the end of the year. So that's been beaten to death, but yeah, week six is early enough in the year where if that trend continues for him with the chargers and Justin Herbert gets off to a hot start, which is what any team in that division needs when you're trying to face off against Pat Mahomes and some other high powered offenses, then yeah, Kelmore is going to be at his best. We would think if, you know, history repeats itself around this time and Dan Quinn always shows up at his best. So that is the real matchup in this game, as you guys said, and yeah, it's going to be a high flying you know, type of game for the Chargers offense. But I saw some of our commenters and you guys as well say that, 
you know, the Cowboys defense should be ready for the challenge and Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore's opportunistic type corners should kind of know something about concepts that are coming and maybe that can help them. So I'll buy into that and think that the Cowboys have a slight edge with their defense going against Kellen, but let's not sleep on the fact that Kellen offense could certainly be near its peak form here in week six. You know, the Chargers are hoping that they can say that when it's later in the year and then they're actually contending in the playoffs. But as far as the Cowboys are concerned in this one game against them, they have to deal with what could be the best of Kellen Moore's offense in Los Angeles. Exaggerations and half-truths aren't new in politics. But now with AI, people can create fake videos of candidates to sway your vote. I'm former U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara, and I've teamed up with technology expert and law professor Nita Farahani on my podcast, Stay Tuned with Preet, for a three-part miniseries, AI on Trial. Our second episode presents the hypothetical case of a hotly contested Senate race that is derailed when the leading candidate is accused of using AI to enhance his performance and hurt his opponent. How are we supposed to know when the technology becomes very difficult to validate something as truth or lies? Do existing laws, policies, and government agencies sufficiently safeguard the political process? Political speech is so tightly protected under First Amendment that it makes regulating in this space a real challenge. And what needs to happen to protect democracy in time for the real presidential election in November? When our elections are so close, where it comes down to nail-biting endings, a few voters here and there can really lead to differences in outcomes. The episode is out now. Search Stay Tuned with Preet wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, very good takes, gentlemen. Um, I'm going to give you guys each points for that because, again, I think it's a good matchup uh, where it's placed. And I personally am glad it's not later on in the season. I think this is one of those games that because it's against Kellen, you have a little bit more to play for. And if you win this game later in the season, I just feel like that's a little bit more of a gut punch, um, especially if you're in the situation where you need wins for playoff seating and you're in that part of the season. I love where this is. I think it's a good matchup at a good time, especially considering the Monday night factor and then the bye week uh, the following week for week seven. The Cowboys will kick off week eight after their bye week again um, versus the Chargers, but they're not staying in California. They're back at home um, at AT&T Stadium. This is another good matchup for time's sake. We're going to skip uh, over that one. But week nine uh, at Philadelphia for their first of their two matchups with Philly this season, uh, a Sunday game, uh, an afternoon game. And again, we were talking about this earlier. I think debatably one of the best current rivalries in football with Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott um, heading their teams and just how the teams have formed really within these last couple of seasons. So how do we feel about, I think this is a little bit later for an Eagles matchup in the season than we've seen in seasons past. Gentlemen, how do we feel about where the first Philly game is? And again, it's an away game. It's the away game. We know how those Philly fans can be. Ew. How do we feel about where this is? In the schedule, Dan, I'll, I'll jump down to you, and we'll we'll start there. Yeah, I'll actually defer this to, to my uh, my fellow uh, roundtablers. But I just want to quickly say about the Rams game, real quick. Um, I feel like the Rams game has been the, they've been really um, 
moody against us because it's like every time we expect them to be one way, they're they're another way. You know, they they beat us in the playoffs and they come back and then we destroy them the following year. Then then you know they, we don't expect to beat them. They we come in and we play them week one and and we don't think they're that good and they beat us. That's the Jalen Ramsey push off game. Um, and then last year too, I mean, they're, they're, the Rams are the reigning champs and then they just look terrible. So I, I, all I wanted to say about that Rams game is that everyone's calling saying it's fire sale, you know, rebuild, whatever you want to say. They don't, don't lower your guard too much because every time we think one way they turn around and, and, and it's the other. So that's all I want to say about that, but, um, have at it with Philadelphia. <laughs> Well, I mean, I I hope uh, they do win that game, as we all do, except if you're a Philadelphia fan, then obviously hope for the other outcome. Um, Again, for time's sake, we're just going to kind of jump over the rest of this a little bit quicker. Um, For week 10, the Cowboys do meet up with the Giants once again in Dallas. Um, So we already talked about that matchup. We won't go over it again. Week 11 um, is, let's see, an away game against Carolina. It is a noon game. And do you think this is a significant matchup, Sean, or is it, again, just one of those games that you kind of just play, or is it overlooked? I mean, which which side of the scale are you on with that? Well, it's the second year in a row the Cowboys will play against the number one overall pick in that year's draft. You know, last year was far less flashy. It was Trayvon Walker, defensive tackle for the Jaguars, but yet the Jaguars, you know, pulled off one of the upsets of the season. And it wasn't a game that a ton of people saw because it was in the early window. So, you know, the NFL was probably kicking themselves over that. And as far as, you know, there's nothing they love more than either getting the Cowboys in a big win or a huge loss for the ratings. So, their loss was kind of hidden there to Jacksonville, but it was significant nonetheless. And this game, for that reason, I thought would have a chance to be in prime time so that, you know, Carolina could try to pull off that same type of upset. Instead, they put it in the early window again, and it's a much flashier first overall pick you're playing against. Of course, we're talking about Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. So, yeah, we're all expecting so many great things from Quinn's defense. What are they going to have in store for a rookie quarterback that should be pretty established by that point? So, Cowboys versus Bryce Young. I'm definitely a little bit intrigued in this week 11 matchup. So don't sleep on it is what you're saying. No, even though it's an early kickoff, we don't get many of those. Yeah, get up for it in Carolina there. So. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, for week 12, the Cowboys meet up with the Commanders for the first time in the season. This is a Thursday night game. Also, Thanksgiving. So the Cowboys better be feasting on a victory. It is a home game at 330. How do we feel about the Thanksgiving matchup this year? Because again, there was a lot of speculation that this was going to be a Cowboys Jets Thanksgiving. How do we feel that it is back to the commanders? Tom, I'm going to go to you because you said you were tired of these traditions of opening up the season with the Giants. Do you feel the same way about this commanders matchup? Uh, A good bit. Yeah, it's uh, same sometimes with the Cowboys. They just kind of said, well, we'll just go back to what we've always done and do this. Uh, again, I don't expect the commanders to have made huge strides. Uh, you know, they came along a good bit last year. I think any improvement this year is going to be more incremental. Uh, and yeah, I think the Cowboys should win this one. And I just, uh, I just don't think the commanders are bringing enough to the table this year quite yet. All right. So do you think it's fair to say that if you had to rank the NFC East, they're kind of fourth? on your list right now to be worried about within the Cowboys division. Yeah. Just on the strength of quarterbacks alone. That's kind of how I feel like they fall. Okay. Okay. That's fair. 
Um, let's go to week 13 where it is against the Seahawks. And again, another home game for the Cowboys and another Thursday game, which personally I love this because that means you're not getting a short week. You're getting a full week just on a bit of a different schedule because it's a Thursday to Thursday. Um, Dan, how do you feel about this specific matchup, but also the placement on the schedule? Do you agree? Do you like this Thursday to Thursday thing? Where are you with that? Yeah, I agree with you about Thursday to Thursday. That's uh, that's when if the Cow- you're going to give the Cowboys a Thursday game, have it either be week, week one where you get the extra rest or following the Thanksgiving, which they typically do. But the matchup, I am not happy about it. And this is a, this is a selfish reason. It's because I live in the Pacific Northwest and all the Seahawks games are televised. So this is a freebie game when the Cowboys play um, the Seahawks. It's always on TV. But now it's going to be used up as the Thursday night game. So that's just an extra Cowboys game that uh, won't be on my television. Um, so um, that's uh, I'm not thrilled about that. That's the, that's really the only opinion I have about that. Um, and I always love to win that game because of where I live too, just so I don't have to listen to, you know, Seahawks fans, you know, talk about the win of the Cowboys. They all find me too. You know, they won't talk to it. They won't talk about it until they beat Dallas. And then guess what? Hey, you know, you know, then they find me and talk about it. don't want that. So it's uh it's definitely on my list of I hope we win that game. We don't want that for you either. And I don't know like you're a Seahawk magnet. I didn't know that was a thing until right now. But also, what is up with fan bases that have birds as their logo just being the most aggressive for no reason? Like they they really are the fan bases that do the most. I don't know if that's fair to Cardinals fans, just saying. Yeah, I know. They're they're little, but they're mighty. You know what I mean? Like a okay. small fan base, but they are mighty. Are we and talking about their quarterback? Or? They, well, <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about fans specifically. Um, but yeah, interesting to note there. Speaking of birds, guess what comes for the Cowboys week 14? A Sunday night, or excuse me, not a, yes, yes. Sunday night game uh, against the Eagles. Again, no shock that this is a primetime game as we were talking about that rivalry here. We won't go over it again, but uh, of course, America's team being in the spotlight again. Week 20th year in a row, Cowboys-Eagles primetime, by the way. Fun fact brought to you uh, by Sean this evening or morning, whenever you're listening listening back to this. Um, So week 15, this one I'm not a big fan of, Sunday game. Uh, an afternoon game at 325 against the Bills in the freezing cold in Buffalo. Gentlemen, as we know, in Dallas, yes, it has gotten colder over the last few years, but nothing like those videos that we were seeing last season around December with all of the snowfall and the feet of snow that was about to be played in. I don't know. I, I don't like the thoughts of the Cowboys or really any team playing in snow like that. But for some reason, people enjoy it. And they even more so enjoy going to these games. Um, Good for you guys. If you're brave enough to endure that I am from the desert. So to me, like 75 degrees, that's cold enough. I don't want to get any colder than that. Um, How do we feel about this matchup specifically? Again, the bills, pretty fantastic team, what they've done over the last few seasons and how do we feel about where it's placed in the schedule in December, considering the weather pattern? Uh, Sean, I'll jump over to you. 
Yeah, I've been to my fair share of cold weather games. I'm over that. You know, you know I'm a transplant southerner, but it's, it's worn off on me quick as far as being done with the cold. So over these cold games, but it's a challenge the Cowboys have to be ready for, you know, compared to who they might see in the playoffs, Philadelphia, anything of those likes. So certainly if they play at the 49ers again, it won't be of concern. But yeah, a weather game late in the season, two playoff contenders on Fox. You know, you know they're hyped for this one in the late window. So it's a huge game that's been overstated already at this point, and it's only going to build as we get closer to Bills Cowboys. It really feels like the last really huge test for Quinn's defense in this stretch of the season. You know, it was a defense that carried them at times, even when Dak Prescott wasn't on the field last year, and now we're asking them to do even more this year. They might have more support from the offense as well, but just the way they drafted, we want this defense to really carry the team. And well, if you can prove it this late in the year against Buffalo and Josh Allen, that would be a huge statement going towards the postseason. So any number of reasons to have eyes on this game, the snow being one of them, Bills fans getting thrown through tables being an, yet another as well. And you put all that together, this is going to be you know, probably the highlight game of the year for a lot of people. We have a commenter that said, real football is played in bad weather. I felt like I had to change my voice for that. It's all, He's it's kind of not wrong, but at the same time, like cold is not it. Yeah, no, I'm good with uh, not doing football in weather that, could create injuries, especially before the playoffs. Um, For time's sake, we're just going to jump down the rest of the schedule here because we do have to put a game and a little twist on this. So week 16, Sunday, uh, pre-Christmas, we're talking Christmas Eve game, afternoon 325 against the Dolphins in Miami. Um, So they go from cold to warm weather. Love that for them. They can defrost from the cold in Buffalo. Um, And then you have a Saturday game, December 30th, against the Lions at home. Um, That is a 7-15 game. And then week 18, you have a Sunday game, January 7th, against the Commanders in Washington. Time is to be determined still uh, with that week. So, Gentlemen, let's put a little twist on this. We've gone through the schedule. We're scheduled out at this point. I'm going to ask you guys first the easy question. Which of the four-week stretches during this schedule do you think is the easiest and why? And I gave you guys time to think about this. I'm not springing this on you. You've had all day to think about this. Well, this one I sent a little bit later. You've had a couple hours to think about this. Um, which is good enough. So really impress us here with your answers. Tom, let's start with you. In your opinion, what is the easiest four-week stretch the Cowboys will see in this current schedule? Well, based on what we think we know about the teams right now, I think it's the first four games of the season. Uh, I just, you know, I I, I think the Jets are going to find out that that Aaron Rodgers can't elevate them as much as they think he does. Uh, I, I don't worry about the Cardinals at all. Uh, lately, the Cowboys have had the Giants' numbers, and like I said, I'm I'm not thinking that the Patriots are uh, guaranteed to be as tough as they were a few years back. Uh, I think this is a great chance for the Cowboys to get off to a fast start that they might need later on as the games get tougher. And right now, I, I kind of think that's pretty much the the, the easiest stretch they're going to see. I think the rest of the season, it's going to be every three or four games, you're going to have a, a real challenge coming up. All right, Sean. Easiest stretch of the season. Are you agreeing? Are you seeing another four-week stretch? Then Tom here, 
where are you at with that question? I have a different stretch, but I, I love Tom just going straight for the stretch that has Aaron Rodgers in there. Ain't scared of no Rodgers. That's great. Yeah, I so love that. I, I love the mentality there. Yeah, I do appreciate that. But I'm going week 10 through 13. You know, like you said, Tom, having the Giants number, so having them in here helps. So that's the first game of the stretch. Week 10, home game with the Giants. Week 11, you're playing a rookie quarterback, like I mentioned. Bryce Young at the Panthers and then the Commanders game on Thanksgiving and then not having to play on any short rest the next week with that Thursday against the Seattle Seahawks where you'll have the quarterback advantage again and all that going for you. So I think it's that stretch right there where you don't consistently see a team that can beat you on both sides of the ball where you're expecting Quinn's defense to have an advantage. You're expecting a sharp quarterback advantage. You put all that together and Prescott's usually at his best for those types of stretches, including Thanksgiving and primetime and all that. So there's a lot going right for the Cowboys in that week 10 to 13 stretch. All right. Very good stuff there. Yes, Tom. Oh, no, I was just cracking oh. it up. Go on. Oh, right. you're good. No, you're good. I <laughs> thought you were going to rebuttal there. Uh, he wants to change his answer. Oh, no, that, that was a good answer. No, we got to stick with the Rodgers fan. That, was, that took guts, but I like it. Yeah, it did. Danny, where are you at with this? The easiest four-week stretch for the Cowboys on their schedule. Yeah, I think both were good answers, and they're really the only two answers. Um, I So I looked at them closely, and I'm going to actually go with Sean on this. And the reason I'm taking his four games – well, there's a couple of reasons. First off, you're looking at three home games. So I think that's all that, that's helpful um, in that stretch. You know, he mentioned the rookie quarterback. It's, um, one thing I will say is Cowboys, they – struggle with number one overall quarterbacks you have to go back to i mean before you um jess and sean were, was even born and i was in diapers the last time they beat a number one overall quarterback so they just don't have you know a lot of success and can we fact but, check that i feel like it wasn't <laughs> you can fact it was jim plunkett in 1971 in case you're uh, one okay. one to well, know I was courtesy born, you're correct yeah i figured that is um but uh you know i know that doesn't mean anything but i just feel like sometimes they just struggle with um rookie quarterbacks and you see so you never know but I, I am making my decision based on quarterbacks and if you look at that stretch the quarterbacks that you're looking at there you know they're just easier you know Washington I don't even know who their quarterback is you know I know Daniel Jones doesn't scare he's in both of them so and then Seattle what do we got Gino is that the that's still their quarterback right so I mean it's just uh yeah, I just so I'm I'm picking the, the same four games as Sean. I think there's a more of an advantage with your home stretch and then just the overall quarterback quality of quarterbacks in the in that group. Very nice. And again, I, I think this would be a very different discussion if it wasn't a Thursday to Thursday right there on your schedule. I think if you went from a Thursday to probably a Monday or whatever the case is, um, it would be a very different schedule uh, conversation overall. But I love that Thursday to Thursday. Y'all know I'm not a Thursday night gal, never advocated for that. But Thursday to Thursday uh, definitely changes the conversation. But we're going to switch things up again because those, so according to the consensus here, although I do appreciate Tom's answer to say I am like Taylor Swift, I'm heading into this fearless. Um, Aaron Rodgers does not scare me. His words, not mine, uh, obviously. I am. I like that. I like that, Tom. I'm giving you points still, but the four-week consensus that is the easiest part of the Cowboys' schedule is week 10 against the Giants, 11, uh, the Panthers, week 12, the Commanders, and then week 13, the Seahawks. So I don't make the rules here, actually. Yes, I kind of do, but that was just the general vote. So let's go to the other side of things. Let's talk about what four-week stretch 
that you're most worried about that could be the most difficult for this Cowboys team? This one you guys have had time to think about. I told you about this one whole 24 hours ago, almost, I think. Um, so you've had time to sit on it, really look over the schedule, marinate on it. Tom, it's only right that I start with you because both of these guys just really decided to gang up on you. I, I don't think it's fair. I think you should get the table first and set the tone once again. Well, yeah, for, for me, it's got to be the next four games uh, on the schedule after my four easiest. You go to the Niners. You go to the Chargers. Uh, you do get the bye week to recover, and the Rams is a chance to maybe catch your breath and get back on track. But then you have to go to the Eagles. And I just don't think there is a four-game stretch that's any tougher. There's definitely a back-to-back set of games that's clearly the hardest two games on the schedule looking forward right now. That's that's when they play the Eagles and the Bills. But for a four-game stretch, weeks five through nine, that, that to me is just the obvious answer when I look at it. So you're cashing in weeks five to nine. All right, Sean, are you going to start another fight with Tom here before us, or are you going to agree with him? Do you have a different four-week stretch in mind? Yeah, so I changed mine kind of last second here, but not by much, just moving everything a week up. So I was going to go weeks four through eight, which includes the bye, but the four games would be Patriots, Niners, Chargers, Rams. I'm going to move all that up before the bye and go – Cardinals, Patriots, 49ers, Chargers, weeks three through six, because that Cardinal stat from earlier just kind of haunts me. You were right, Dan. It was one win in the last seven games against them. So that that's kind of haunting. And so, you know, it seems like something just dumb always happens against the Cardinals, right? Like, for lack of a better word, just always like a fumble or cover in the end zone or, you know, a D tackle as a pick six or something stupid always happens against the Cardinals. So I'm kind of thinking that could happen again. And then you go into the Patriots game where it's Belichick on the other side. You go into the playoff rematch against the 49ers and you go into the Kellen game. So there's so many possible distraction type things, off the field type things that could mess up these early season games that are so important when you look at how tough the late season stretch is. So you can't let those distractions take away from the wins that you need early in the year to bank on when you do have to go play at Buffalo and at Miami down the stretch in Philadelphia included there too. So yeah, I think the most worrisome games are right after you get done with the New York slash New Jersey teams with the Giants and Jets in weeks three through six, Cardinals, Patriots, Niners, and Chargers in primetime. Oh, all right. So we have some different answers. Dan, what are you going with? I mean, you can either copy one of your fellow two teammates, which are your rivals technically right now, or you can be original, have your own answer, stand on your own ledge and make this even more difficult. But for those of you watching, I hope you're paying attention because you're going to have to help me vote to who you agree with most on this one, because this one's pretty tough. So Dan, what is your most difficult four week stretch that you see on the schedule? Well, last time I got chastised for agreeing with these guys. So I definitely don't want to be going down (laughs) that route. Um, I will say I, I do not agree with Sean this time. And I will say that Tom is absolutely right. This is a easiest choice, but it's not the four games that he picked. To me, it's going to be week 13 through week 16, four straight games against NFL playoff teams. And I'm surprised that you guys missed this. You're talking about two road games, you know, against our toughest AFC 
uh, East opponents with Buffalo, which may be in the snow. It will be a digs on digs matchup. We know that, um, you know, and then of course the upcoming Miami team that has really two really super fast receivers. That's I'm just, that's going to give me nightmares when that game rolls around. But of course you got, you also have the Philadelphia game mixed in there and then Seattle. Um, so all four teams made the postseason. I feel like that's going to be the toughest stretch for the Cowboys uh, with half of them being on the road. So that is the part of the schedule that worries me the most. So, Wow. All of y'all came with very good answers and very good explanations. And uh, this makes my job very difficult. So I don't appreciate that, but I also do because I'm Dan, I'm so proud of you for the redemption you've made over the last 54 minutes and 21 seconds. I really am. I'm, been- I'm coachable. Look, you really I are. think you just put the Seahawks game in there to, you know, hype up his local team so that, you know, around the water cooler when the Cowboys win, yeah. it's like, oh, we, we beat a playoff team. You know, it's not just like, oh, we, we expected to beat the Seahawks. You're just hyping them up so you can say, like, yeah, it felt great to beat you guys. So that, that's my conspiracy theory right there. Oh, conspiracy theory. <laughs> Love that. So if you're watching here on the live stream, go ahead and leave a comment to who you agree with the most on their four-week stretch for the most difficult part of the Cowboys season. It looks like Danny has five points coming in um, for Watsamata, who, again, is a very loyal uh, fan of these BTV roundtables, and we do appreciate. He says, plus five for Danny Phantom. That is my trouble spot, such as it is. So, Danny, it looks like you're winning so far. Um, We're waiting a little bit to see if other commenters comment in. My dog is crying once again. So I don't know, Danny. I don't know if that means he agrees with you or he's crying because he doesn't. Um, But overall, let's see. Oh, we have some controversy here in the comments. Brian says, Tom is the winner, no doubt. Plus 5.2 points. Uh, We can only give five points. So I'm going to round down and give uh, (laughs) Tom those five points as well. Sean, I liked your answer. I'm giving you points for that too, because I just think overall, you're looking at it from a bit of a different lens that a lot of people really aren't thinking about. But like I said, all three of you guys had very good answers um, just ready to go. So as the schedule um, continue or the schedule talk continues. Something else I did want to bring up because as we know, and as it pains us to talk about the Eagles are coming back this season um, from a post Super Bowl run that I'm glad they lost, but it is not to be said that they are people or teams, a team, I should say, you have to worry about going forward. Do you think they are the toughest team you see in this schedule as a whole as we wait for more of the um, comments to come in? Do you think it's the Eagles or do you think it's someone else? Tom, I'll start with you and we'll go around for that one. I, I think it may be the Bills. Uh, I I think they are definitely uh, the kind of a preseason contender to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, most likely it's going to come down to them and the Chiefs. Uh, and Dallas, you know, of course, last year it was kind of weird because each team was without a quarterback, without their starting quarterback for one of the games. Uh, so, you know, it's just that they know each other. And, and so there's always a chance that the, you know, the game's going to be much closer than we expect. Uh, and I just think being away at Buffalo with that threat of bad weather up there, yeah, I think that is going to be, to me, that is, is slightly tougher than facing the Eagles this year. 
Sean, where are you at? Who's the toughest opponent the Cowboys faced this season? Yeah, I'm going to agree with some of our commenters. I just saw a roll in there. I think it is the Eagles just because I think Buffalo, they're very good at what they do. You can't take anything away from them. I would certainly pick them along if the rest of the field is an AFC contender. But I think, you know, they could be scouted easier than the Eagles. You know, they're good at what they do and you can understand that and know what the matchup is. Where do the Cowboys come out on top in a tough road game? You know, that can't be said and it's going to be difficult. But you know, I think the Eagles are just so multiple. If you want to get Boyd's happy and go after them with Dan Quinn's aggressive defense, they can misdirection you to death. If they, if you want to sit back and play coverage, they're really going to test if your interior run defense is improved or not when you drafted Mozzie Smith in that way. So, you know, the Eagles can just match up in so many different ways against you that the Cowboys have to be ready to show things that they haven't quite, you know, been able to prove yet. And of course they will before any of these Eagles games even come across the schedule since they're both a little bit later on. But yeah, I think just for the versatility that Philadelphia has and the chip on their shoulder of the last Super Bowl and trying to repeat as division winners for the first time any NFC's team has done that since I think 03-04 and they were the team that did it. So there's a lot going for the Eagles to, you know, really want to stick it to the Cowboys more than ever again this year. And the way they can line up and be multiple on both sides of the ball is a challenge for both McCarthy and Quinn. And last but certainly not least, Danny, is it the Eagles? Is it the Bills? Who is the toughest opponent? Or is it neither one of those that the Cowboys will face? No, it's the Eagles. I mean, just even before the draft, they were a good team. And now you look at how they use their draft resources. I thought they did had an, an outstanding draft. Uh, to me, it's always going to be about Jalen Hurts. He's the wild card. I think they have a lot of talent around him, so that he doesn't have to be great. But if he is, I think that's just real trouble for the Cowboys. Uh, if he's not, though, and teams start to figure him out, that's going to change change things up a bit. So there's certainly some a range of outcomes that could be favor, favorable for Dallas. We never got to see Prescott and Hurts uh, uh, go at each other last year because you know they were each not playing in a game. Um, but no, it's 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 Philadelphia for me. But I want I'm going to change my answer as the worst, the toughest four. Um, after listening to everybody, I I think the toughest four games. Hey, I'm glad you're, you're muted. It's just you were doing you so good. I I gave you a little <laughs> disappointment there. You were well, doing you know, so good. Okay. You know, I, 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 just, I uh, you know, I, I hope you're not disappointed with that, this answer. But I think the the toughest four is going to be starting at the wild card game to the Super Bowl. I think that will be the toughest games for the Cowboys. And uh, and you know what? I, hopefully, this is the year that we get to see that. And uh, so I hope I redeem myself, Jess. Yeah, that's a bad point, Bancho. <laughs> Danny, oh my goodness. I'm so proud of you. Again, ladies and gentlemen, we have seen Danny Phantoms start from the bottom all the way rise to the top. I mean, we saw it right before our eyes the last hour. Real quick, uh, before we go, I do want to read off the Eagles schedule um, to you guys if you haven't gotten the chance to look at it yet. And no, we're not sitting here talking about, oh, the Eagles are so good. The Eagles are so good because we like the Eagles. No, this pains us to say. It's not like we enjoy talking about this. But so you guys are aware going into the season. So real quick, week one, the Eagles will be uh, in New England facing the Patriots. Week two, Thursday night game. They're at home against Minnesota. Week three, they're in Tampa Bay facing the Bucks. Week four, uh, and that is a Monday night game. Week four, Sunday night against the Commanders at home. Week five, um, against the Rams in Los Angeles. Week six, against the Jets uh, in New York. Very interesting matchup there as well. Week seven, um, we are looking at they head to Miami. Um, again, a Sunday game there. 
And then week eight against the Commanders in Washington. Week nine, as we know, against Dallas in Dallas. Uh, Their bye week is week 10. Week 11, they play Monday night in Kansas City. Week 12, they play in Buffalo. So that is a Sunday game as well. Week 13, they play in San Francisco. Week 14, they play against the Cowboys of course, in Dallas, the first one in week nine is um, at home for them. Forgot I was reading the Eagles schedule there for a second. Uh, week 15, a Sunday game in Seattle. Week 16 against the Giants in New York. Week 17 against the Cards at home, or excuse me, in Arizona. And then week 18 against New York in New York. So um, a little bit of a whirlwind schedule for them as well when you're looking at it. Not an easy feat for them as well. So going to be interesting to see how things shape up for them this season. We have a commenter here saying L, L, L. So uh, they're predicting <laughs> a loss uh, for every single one of those games. And I love that from them. But of course, we have to end this with announcing who the winner is. I don't think it's to anybody's surprise. Danny, congratulations. You're the BTB Roundtable Champion for the week. Because again, with that final answer, you just did the mic drop. I mean, how could I not do that at that point? That got you all the points. And uh, how do you feel? You really, again, you redeemed yourself to the maximum extreme tonight. How do you feel? Well, I feel surprised. I wasn't looking good early. Um, I also feel a little little sneaky, um, you know, to, to throw that in there. So, But to, you know what? I don't come on these roundtables to, to, to tie and, uh, you know, share the love with everybody. You come in here to, to, to win, you know, and that's what we're hoping the Cowboys do this season. Um, so no, it feels good. It's great to have this conversation with, with all y'all. And, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, hoping that, uh, some of the things we said today is, you know, come to fruition and we, we see another good season from the Cowboys. Sean, how do you feel about Danny winning? You had a little bit of a head start early on. How do you feel that again, he was kind of like a snake. He came up from behind and he just gotcha. And he took your lead. How does that make you feel going into the rest of your evening? You know, the comeback effort was inspiring. I will be uh, inspired the rest of my evening to, uh, you know, find that same type of energy to come from behind, just like Danny did, and not uh, lose morale. So, you know, I pulled a Kevin Moore on, on all of us. I started fast and, and faded down the stretch. So, you know, I'll have to learn from that. But, Danny, you, you, you earned this one. Well done, and good job to all of you tonight. Brian in the comments says that Tom was robbed. Tom, do you feel like you were robbed tonight? Do you feel that way? I always approach. I, I, I always approach this as the points don't matter and the rules are made up anyway. So I, I don't care. <laughs> Things that losers say. Yeah. I, I didn't say that. Yeah. Well, 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 gentlemen, we're gonna have to log off here before uh, we start getting some fighting words going more than we have. But as always, um, I'm gonna go around the round table. Where can the people find you all and your incredible work that you put in day in and day out? Because you're incredible at it and because you love to do it. Tom, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter at Tom Ryle BTB as long as the uh, the app keeps functioning out there, which is always kind of a day-to-day concern. And uh, I also have a podcast with my good friend Roy White. Uh, we do that on Thursday afternoons normally called Riled Up. He chose the name, not me. And uh, so hopefully everybody will give us a listen. Sean, where can the people find you? Hey, at Sean Martin NFL, as long as, as Tom said, Twitter is still a thing. So as long as it is, go ahead and hit that follow button. And I get to be a part of the uh, setting the table on Mondays for the podcast network. You got your show and then you got first and 10 and then we wrap it up. Uh, Mark and I, Mark Lane and I do with hidden yardage. So 
really fun to record that with him. And, you know, in the off season, it takes a whole bunch of different turns. He gave me the four to do a whole segment on the ACM awards last, uh, last time. And I was kind of oddly proud of myself for actually knowing what I was talking about when it comes to country music. I've come a long way with that. So in the off season, it's ACM awards and such. But of course, in the season, it's post game type analysis, which is even better. So looking forward to that. But yeah, hidden yardage as you Monday afternoon podcast on all the uh, BTB platforms. Love that for you. We are rooting for your ACM knowledge. Danny, where can the people find you, our winner, our champion? Where can the people go and just congratulate you today? Well, you can find all my fine work over at Blogging the Boys. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at DannyPhantom24 if you want to engage with me. You know, there's only a 15% chance that you will be ridiculed. So I welcome all people. That feels low. <laughs> I might, I may have under, I may have lowballed that number there, but um, and also you can um, find me and my podcast partner, the professor of footballology, Rabble Rouser, to ease into your weekend every Friday with the Star Seminar. So, um, yeah, just uh, come check us out. Well, love talking to you guys. I'm at Justin Bars underscore on Twitter. I do the daily podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday this off season. Um, barring tomorrow, you will not get a daily. I had to make sure to throw that in there because I am hosting this roundtable tonight. So you got to hear plenty of me uh, for the day. And yeah, other than that, I do the writer's block with Brandon Laurie on Tuesdays. Make sure to tune into that as well. Fun stuff um there so gentlemen with that being said i'm so sad to say our goodbyes but so happy that we had to have this conversation all good things must come to an end so with that i hope you all enjoy the rest of your night thank you guys so so much for tuning in and we will see you guys real soon